Hello, everybody! Welcome to HorrorZone 607. We are the podcast that talks all things horror and brings you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm back. I am Spooky Mike C. Had a nice little Thanksgiving uh, holiday there. I haven't been in the studio in a couple of weeks, but uh, last week's show was good. I enjoyed listening to it. We'll talk a little bit about that as we get going here. Got a lot of news. So we've got some, got some cool stuff to talk about this week, and... We're going to start doing some um, Christmas horror movie reviews this week. We're going to be reviewing the remake. I believe it came out in 2012, if I'm 2012 or 2013. Uh, the remake of Silent Night, Deadly Night, just called Silent Night. We will be reviewing that in the second half of the show this week. Before we get started, though, big news, blockbuster news that came out this week. The tests are in. It is positive. He is the biological son of Jason Voorhees. He's rich. That's right, man. That is right. Uh, they did. They even did a whole like uh, comic book graphic novel about it. It's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, you sent me that during the week, and I read that, and I'm just sitting there like, what am I reading? <laughs> it was like a fever dream. It was a fever dream, but you can go check that out. Wow. IDW puts out the uh, Friday the 13th comic books, and they had a line and a run in the comics where they had Jason Voorhees had a child. He has it a was, love child. It was sequels to Jason X. It was sequels to Jason X, and they took his uh, they took his sperms, and they and, and gave it to somebody and impregnated them with it. So he didn't do it the old-fashioned way, but, uh, yeah, they grew themselves a baby Jason. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> interesting shit, man. And you are him. That's right. You are I him. him. I grew up to be me. <laughs> did you have a nice Thanksgiving? I did. How was your Thanksgiving since you were out on break? I had a great time. I went to uh, my brother's house, lives a couple hours away. I got to see him, his wife. They're two adorable little girls who I love with all my heart. So uh, I had a great time with the family. My mom and dad, went. It, it, we had a good time. Awesome. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. And Come you on. guys did a great show last week. Well, I, thank you. I listened to it. I don't often listen back to the shows because I don't like hearing my own voice, but um, I didn't have to hear my voice. Yeah, you got to hear uh, Diesel. Yeah. Diesel was on. The man who is scared of everything, including horror movies. But uh, Thanks Killing. He well, knocked well. it out of the park. He, he enjoyed Thanks Killing. I, I was telling you off air. He, <laughs> he actually really did everything he said on the show. He was legit about. So, yeah. Huh? I didn't mind it either. I kind of put in that maximum overdrive uh, area where it's horrible, but... It was entertaining enough that I didn't hate it. Right? It's got the Lamageddon feel to it. Yeah. Oh, Lamageddon was better, though. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't soil it down. That's one of the greatest movies of the last century. It could be possibly one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. If you haven't seen Lamageddon, we will be watching that on a movie night at some point, just because it has to be witnessed. It, yeah. We've been promising this all year. We got to do it. Oh, we'll make it happen. We got to make it happen. We'll make it happen. But with that being said, we got a we got a show for everybody. We got some horror news. Yeah. In the second half of the show, we're gonna do a little bit of Christmas horror because uh, we're gonna be reviewing Silent Night from 2012. That yes. was the the remake, so to speak. So to speak, kind of. It, it was supposed allegedly a remake, but we'll talk about that when we no. get there. Of Silent Night, it was 20, or Silent Night, Deadly Night, of course, was the original movie. But Silent Night was what what we're going to talk about today. But before then, of course, we have some horror zone news, and uh, because it is the Christmas. Time in the Christmas spirit, I have a perfect song for you to get oh. us into the news this week. Can't wait to hear it. Huh. Another like some King Diamond. 
my favorite Christmas song, a timeless classic called No Presents for Christmas. <laughs> so there you go. That's, that guy's uh, scaring me. Look at him. Yeah, it's King Diamond. You've never looks, seen King Diamond? Looks like Axe from Demolition. A little bit. <laughs> With a goatee. <laughs> a little bit. Oh, my goodness. I didn't see that coming this week. <laughs> I saw the picture up there, and I didn't even listen to him. Yeah. Listen, listen. I'll bring it back, Susan. Nothing, nothing says Christmas, Merry Christmas, yeah. like King Diamond. Wow. Now I'm in the spirit. You should be. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I waited until this weekend to put my Christmas tree up, because now I'm in the spirit. Well, there's not too late to listen to that while you're drinking I'm going to go home and take my tree down and put it back up. There you go. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk some horror movie news. So it's been a couple of weeks since we've done... I mean, you did some news last week, but it's been a couple weeks since I did any news. Yes. I'm excited to go over it because we got some big stuff here. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, as we know, opened up a couple of weeks back. Open week, opening weekend, it placed first. Uh, no surprise there at the box office. Second week, a close second in week two. It was only off by just a small amount. So far, as of last week and now, we are recording this on a Saturday. We usually record on Wednesdays. We're doing the show a little bit later here. I haven't gotten any numbers back because we're in the middle of the weekend right now as we record this in week three of it. But through the first two weeks, worldwide, $115 million. Good job. Awesome. Yeah. Great movie. Considering it has half the budget of the the reboot, the remake, mm -hmm. you know, it's, uh, it's done very well. I, I'm looking at it no like surprise. this. If you haven't seen it yet, go ahead and see it. Go back and listen to the review. I, I love this movie. I think it's a phenomenal movie. I still think worldwide it's going to pass $250 million. Oh, Easily. I think so. It's a great movie. I love it. I can't. I, once again, if you're looking for something to see, this you can take your family to this, no problem. It's, it's a great movie. I still need to see it, and I still want to see it. I hope it comes out on video relatively quickly like everything else has if I don't get to the theater because I'm, I'm dying to see this movie. No pun intended. Uh, more box office news, though. Resident Evil came out last weekend. And my goodness, did we think anything could possibly top Ghostbusters Afterlife at the box office? Well, it did. This movie made a whopping, whopping $5.27 million in the three-day weekend last weekend. Over a five-day holiday weekend, it made $8.8 That's right. It had a huge opening weekend. Uh, made an additional $5.1 million overseas for a grand total of $13.9 million opening weekend. I mean, in pandemic, it's not horrible. It's not horrible, but it's always going off of uh, the past. So I did see this this past Thursday with my crew from Upstate Merch. Okay. Now, so, I know you said you were hesitant to see it because they all disappointed you up to this. I told you, I think you're going to like this one. Yeah. Well, uh, well Ke uh, Ron, Ron came on the show last week because he had seen it last weekend on opening weekend, and uh, he gave it a 2 out of 5 on the nerd scale. And forewarned me a little bit, but then we were gonna like uh, last minute. I decided to, to go out for movie night and movie night this week because there was nothing new that coming out that anybody really wanted to see. We just went to see Resident Evil. Uh, let's just say Ron wasn't off. Um, I will say this because I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody. Uh, but uh, put it this way: it there's things that they do well in the movie. I like the atmosphere. I like the sets for the most part. Look like the video game. If you're a fan of the game, you're going to be a fan of like the sets and how they look. Uh, do you remember the original? Uh, do you remember the original Resident Evil? Did you ever? Play I never it? played the original one, and I've only played the remakes of two and three. So, like the opening part of the original game, where the truck, the eighteen wheeler, crashes outside of the police station. That looked really good in real life. They did like shit like that. That happens in the remake of two as well. Yes, yes, yes. They do. They do a bunch of weird. Well, because two and one are connected. Gotcha. Uh, but. But because they happen at the same time, and one happens in the police station, one happens in the match, and they all meet up. It's anyway. So, 
The problem is, is they 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 stuck to certain things and they took some liberties with other things. The the dialogue in the movie was terrible, terrible, like absolutely terrible. Uh, the storyline was other than like the main like storyline, which is the games, was terrible. Like like what they did in between, and the fact that they lumped one and two together because this movie is kind of like video games one and two, they took away from stuff that they could have really built and did a good job. So they once again fumbled the ball. Yeah, uh, I don't regret seeing the movie, so it wasn't like the worst thing I've ever seen. However, I can tell you I won't ever watch it again. So I've seen it once and I'm done. Um, I was kind of curious why they put Robbie Amell in it. He's a good comedic actor. So I I'm assuming he's the comic relief in this movie. Not even. Really? Not even. It wasn't. It, uh, it just. I. I don't want to ruin it for anybody who does want to go see it. If you really want to go see it, see it. If you were on the fence, don't go. Honestly, don't go. Uh, wait till it comes out, and even then, I'm telling you, you could probably bypass this and not even fucking feel bad about it. Uh, <laughs> I also gave it a two out of five on the nerd scale, and on the nerd scale, it's an entertainment scale, and a two out of five just means you've been warned. So one is no. That means just don't go see it, period. And those are the movies I'll never see again. But compared to the original, like the other movies with Mila Jovovich, I mean, those had nothing to do with the video games. They were their own story with that name attached yes. to it, correct? Yes. I've never really seen any yeah, of them. Yeah, those are terrible. And they, terrible. they didn't look at what, what I did see. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of a couple of them, but they were not something I wanted to watch. This, one, this is faithful to the game, and it's the same characters little, and everything. For the most part, it's faithful to the game. So comparing this with however many there was like the four or five movies that there were there like what's what was better oh this was better than those but the bar is low the bar is this is this not leaves and bounds like one of the things that I, I will say this and a spoiler alert i guess if you really want but it's just not, i don't think it spoils anything the fact that they make uh, like in the video games leon kennedy is a fucking badass and in this movie they make him a fucking joke like he doesn't even know how to fire a gun mm. like I, it was shit like that so they did take liberties that aren't part of the storyline and they ran with it. There is some cool scenes in the movie. If you're a fan of the video games, see the movie. I just wouldn't spend money on it in the theater. Yeah, you might you might want to wait until it's fucking streaming free somewhere. Yeah, you know, that's like, what I'll like wait for. Are the Redfields and like Ethan they're, Winters? They're and all in it, but they, like I said, they convolute too much because they put store they put one in Resident Evil one and two together, so they cut out stuff. And the parts that dealt with Resident Evil one were actually pretty good. I wish they would have flushed them out more and it would have been better. The parts that dealt with Resident Evil 2, other than a couple of the action sequences, because there's not very many action sequences either. That's another thing. I assume really that's weird. in the police station. Uh, no, that's in the mansion. Is there a mansion in 2? Yes. I remember the whole thing being in a police station. Well, yeah, no, I have it backwards. It was just a huge police station. It's 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 a it's a clusterfuck. <laughs> this, the movie is I, a the movie is a fever dream. Trust me, I'm just telling you, it's not very good. The first game that I ever played was actually Biohazard, which was the seventh one. I'm not usually a first person shooter kind of person. They make me dizzy. I loved that game, and I waited because I heard mixed things about Village. Uh, I actually just got it. It's been fifty nine ninety nine since it came out, almost a year ago now, and. Uh, Black Friday, they had it for twenty nine ninety nine on the PlayStation Network there, PlayStation uh, Store. So I ended up getting it, and I've already played through it twice. Huh? Loved it. So the Loved games it. are great, it's just like Biohazard, but better. But here's what I think that the problem is: even this, with trying to be in the games, the games tell a great story on their own. So seeing it in a movie form is not it. it it's it's it doesn't work. Video games well. rarely transfer over into a movie and successfully. So I'm worried yeah. about Uncharted. I'm sure Uncharted somebody be a out great there, movie if done right. I don't like the casting for Uncharted. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there that liked the Resident Evil movie. I'm positive because there's everybody like there's somebody who likes everything. Just in my opinion, they fell a lot short. Was it better than the originals? Yeah, but you're like I said, you're working up against you know 
uh, pretty like like the bar is super low. Right. I can tell you right now, currently on Rotten Tomatoes, critic score is a splat of twenty eight percent, and it's almost a splat on audience reviews at a sixty seven percent. Wow. I mean. Although, if you really wanted to know how bad Eternals is, it's starting to flush out to a 78% for the audience score, so it's only 11 points better than Resident <laughs> Evil. That should tell you all you need to know. Uh, Ghostbusters, by the way, standing strong at 95% for the fan scores. Wow. Yeah, man. So, uh, I just want to throw it out there. I just... I, the 5% I, that, that didn't like it are probably just trolls. I would... I, I want to throw out there, I... Well, I could understand how it's not for everybody, but... Like, uh, Resident Evil, I just... I can't... I can't bring myself to recommend it to you. If you really want to see it, I'm not going to stop you from seeing it. Like I said, I don't regret seeing the movie, so it wasn't terrible. It wasn't Fear.com or Chernobyl Diaries terrible. <laughs> it was just like, it just wasn't what I was hoping for. And it. I think they could have done a better job if they would have just done one and just covered the first game and flushed it out more because that part was good. If they would have flushed it out more, I thought it would have been better. And then done two as a separate movie. And, like, just gone in order. When like you cram the, everything into one. I mean, that's... You had a franchise that you could have built. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why we're cramming shit together when we could build a franchise. There's plenty of material. Studios. Yeah, I know. They ruin everything. All right, moving on. This past week, we saw the finale of season one of Chucky. Now, the finale was great. The whole season was great. Just ahead of the finale this past Tuesday, it was announced... That we are, in fact, getting a second season of Chucky. That's a big round of applause for this because they hit this out of the park. Awesome! Yeah, I loved it. I love this decision. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, if you haven't seen season one yet, you need to see it. And, of course, it's on the Peacock. All yes. eight episodes. Which is the next uh, piece of news I was going to talk about is as of December 1st, all eight episodes are available to stream on Peacock. So now you can go watch it. If you weren't watching it before, get your ass on the Peacock. Watch this, this show. Oh, yeah. like, I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. I loved it. I saw it. Like I said, when I saw the first episode of New York Comic Con, I was like, the first parts of it a little long, but it told a good story. By the end of it, I was like, this series is going to be phenomenal. And great character and development. Yeah, yeah, they did a great Which job this, even in episode one. The Chucky movies generally have had good character development. That's yeah. one thing I will say. Even though they kind of went off the rails with some of the movies, they've always had good character development. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, they did a great job in this. I, I was telling you uh, off air, I think that this is the perfect uh, franchise to do as a series, too. Yeah, and I was very skeptical of this at first, especially with it being on sci-fi. You know, like you had... It was Sci-Fi and USA. Yeah, and The Purge was on USA and Sci-Fi. It was yeah. kind of the opposite way around. And that was an excellent series, too, and they pulled the plug real quickly on it. But this is Chucky. You know, The Purge is big. Chucky is oh, in Chucky's, the stratosphere. Chucky's, you know? Chucky is what you would call... Uh, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. Chucky is technically like B-tier horror movies. Like, and what I, what I mean by that is, like, if you go by, like, God tier, you know, that top tier is, is like, your Michael Myers, your Jason Voorhees, yeah. your your Freddy Kruegers of the world. You can, in and, and then B tier, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's not like saying they're worse movies. Right. It's just saying they're, those are pop culture icons above anything else. Think about it. You show a picture of Michael Myers to anybody, they know who it is, and Freddy and Jason, whatever. And then right underneath that, because they're almost as recognizable, but not quite, are, peop are, are the movies like Chucky and the Hellraiser movies and Leatherface. All of that is, and Ghostface would be in there too. All of those are right below because, yes, most people know them, but some might not. 
Right. Whereas we're Freddie, Jason, like literally you show the hockey mask to anybody, they know what it is. Right. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't it's matter. Like the grandparents and then these are their Right, 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 right. So these it's not like I, I'm not trying to make it sound like it's like they're lesser than. I'm just saying like if you think about it that way, that's how big it is. The purge is lower down than that. It's, right. It's more of a niche. It's, it's more nichier. Even though it was, it was popular, it's definitely nichier than and it's Chucky or Child's still breaks Play. my heart that that got canceled after two seasons because that show oh, was I, excellent. Dude, that was made for being a TV series as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the world building was great there. But once again, like you when you have a when you have a franchise the such as child's play is it's easier to do things because it's more recognizable. Right. And here's something I made the point off air about this. Uh, we were talking before here, before the show. You know, one of the things I was worried about is you got this Chucky. He's violent. The deaths have always been elaborate and bloody and gory. And he's got such a foul mouth. You know, he F-bombs left and right. He says obscene things. Great jokes. You know, he's got the jokes and everything. But in the movies, you know, that all happens. You're talking about a series. Are they going to take away the language? Are they going to take away the violence? Are they going to cut away from everything? Those are the things I was worried about when I heard this was going to be on, especially on sci-fi. No, no. They get away with F-bombs throughout the whole one episode. There had to have been 30 to 40 F-bombs in it. The violence, they don't cut away from anything. I just want to throw out that one of the things that's the most undersung thing in the series, in my opinion, was the suspense. They make you think something's going to happen all the time. Yeah. Like, literally, you have to be on the edge of your seat because they give you so much false stuff. Like, you're like, okay, now something's going to happen. They're building to it. Okay, nothing happened. Right. Now something's going to happen. So, finally, when you rest is when the things happen. Right. Like, it's it's a very well-paced show, very well-written. Easter eggs all throughout. Not just to the Chucky series, to the Child's Play series, but to other movies, too. There's a lot of references to other things. Um, But they, they bring up everything. You get all kinds of legacy characters back. There was... As far as I can remember, there was only a couple that didn't come back. Yeah, I agree. There's only a couple. Um, but they mentioned one of them in the last episode. Yes. So maybe season two. <laughs> season two, maybe we, season we two. might be getting. Uh, you'll have to watch the series to know what yeah, I'm talking I about. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Definitely go see it. I mean, we can do a maybe sometime we'll do a quick review of it at some point where we can do some spoiler talk. But right now, I it just finished up. I would like people to see it first. Yes, I don't want to spoil anything, I especially agree. now that it's on Peacock, so it's widely more widely available to some people. Uh, it, definitely it, go see it. Again, if you're, if you're a fan of the series the movies and you were afraid ah it's gonna be on tv it's gonna be watered down don't be they don't skimp out on anything this is like watching a movie on dvd that's r-rated <laughs> like it is tvma i mean they they don't skimp out on anything by the way this. i would it is worth watching i would be a bad producer and stuff if i did not note that when we say that we said stuff off air it's actually we say it to patrons on patreon yes. so if you want to be a part of those conversations for as little as one dollar a month <laughs> patreon.com slash one two two productions there you go with my shameless plug because uh, you get the Horizon 607 podcast, plus you get the extras. Right. So there you go. Uh, so that's what we mean. We actually had a conversation. So if you are a patron, we appreciate you on Patreon. Uh, they uh, they already heard us kind of chat about that a little bit. And uh, so we don't give them the full whatever because we save some of it for the show. But yeah, they got a little extra. So there yeah. you go. Got a lot extra this week. Oh, definitely. Uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Nicolas Cage we love Nicolas Cage. Well, you do. I don't, I I don't, I don't like him so much, but a lot of people love Nicolas Cage. It was announced he'll be playing Count Dracula in the new movie Renfield. I'm all in, man. He's found a, he's found a second life in his niche in horror movies. Yeah. And I'm loving every minute of it. I've yet not talking about the old school one. We're not talking about the Wicker Man. But, the bees. Uh, but but uh, the new age ones I do believe which started with Mom and Dad and Mandy and such. 
he has found his realm in horror. And I understand you don't like him because he's over the top, but that's what brings him to the I dance. I think he's a terrible actor. Honestly, that's what brings him to the dance and horror. Like, horror is such an over-the-top genre that you could be over the top and great. He takes it to another level, though. I love it. But I, I love this decision because I, I want I want a, a kind of crazy... Uh, like Dracula, crazy Dracula. Like I we've mean, never had a crazy. He's always calm and yeah. But you, I think sometimes you need to like you. Do you really think Count Dracula was that calm? I feel like he wouldn't have been that calm. I feel like he would have been a little wired, a little tired. <laughs> the real guy was was uh, crazy. To well, say you're the talking least. about Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. yeah well, well, yeah, he was nuts. Exactly. That's how you should play Dracula. I mean, I get the I get the fact that we've always looked at Dracula as this sophisticated, suave man because he was originally played by the late great Bela Lugosi, and that's kind of how they did him up for Dracula, which is fine. I like that image, but sometimes I, I like you Gary play Oldman's with it. portrayal of him. Gary Oldman was very good in the thing. Believe it or not, you know when you really mix things up, I enjoyed the story arc of Wes Craven's uh, Dracula two thousand. I didn't think the movie was a great, but hear me out. I, I thought didn't know the that story, was Gerard Butler until like two years ago. I know. Did, did you not? I did. I knew. Uh, but here's the thing. I didn't think the movie was great, but I thought the story, like the premise was great. Like the fact that it explained a lot, like the, it was a new premise because they explained that Dracula, sorry, spoiler alert, I guess for a, a 20 plus year old movie at this point in juncture, but uh, they explained that Dracula was actually Judas. Oh, and that is why yeah. he was yeah. so it was a different thing but it made sense because then you understood why he didn't like crosses and silver and right. all that stuff because it's like oh yeah that's all he traded in for Jesus and because the the story though was really cool because he hung himself when Jesus was dying because he felt guilty but as he died the rope snapped so he was stuck in the world of the living and the dead really interesting right. shit like it was like a curse i was like wow that is a fucking really cool story now did they execute it perfectly absolutely not however one time but maybe we'll we'll uh, review that eventually but uh absolutely not if you're talking about 90s vampires movies that i enjoyed though we're definitely talking about that's the thing i think it's vampire it's in, vampire in brooklyn oh, is where it's at i've never seen that dude you haven't i've heard it's great it. it's fucking hilarious i've never Eddie seen Murphy it has a oh yeah. we gotta watch it hilarious but i've been told that by anybody that i've ever discussed this with uh, how could you have missed out on that dude we will watch it because i think we have to review that movie is hilarious yeah i think you'll really enjoy it because it's it's i'm sure i would it's it's it's, there believe it or not there's some really cool horror elements to it but it's at the end of the day it's eddie murphy it's fucking hilarious yeah yeah Yeah. all right so we have saved the the best two stories for last this week. And I know you're excited about this so according to annabelle wallace who starred in uh annabelle she starred in Malignant. She did a little interview this week, and nothing is set in stone here. But there is chatter. There is some talk. And it sounds like maybe, just maybe, if you're good for Christmas this year, and all year long, we may be getting a sequel to Malignant. Boo this man! Yeah. To be fair, I know that there's people that like this movie. Yes, to be fair. our very own maestro uh, loved this. That says all you need to know about. And so did the professor. Then once again, it says professor liked it more than Maestro. Says all you need to know about this movie. (laughs) Uh, Listen, man. uh, I we when we did the review on this, it was a tale of two movies. Like I I I dug the half of the movie, but the other half not so much. So it's it's a really I don't know. It's really strange. Um, I don't think it got canned enough to be that great. That I think there should have been a sequel. Did that's just personally me. I don't know. I don't get it. I I didn't understand why people like. I mean, it was very divisive to begin with. People either loved it or hated it. There wasn't really much middle ground on it. But come on, do we really need to see more of that? No. The answer is no. 
Don't do it. Don't do it, Hollywood. I need Don't more do it. little creepy <laughs> creature things. Creature things growing out of the back of your head. <laughs> to make you walk backwards and shit. <laughs> but great with those knives, the katana blades very or whatever good, they were. Very good with the knives. Yeah. Gotta give him credit. Like so that little the little dude uh, learned how to fucking uh control like his ninja style. You know what it reminded me of? What was the little guy's name in uh Oh, was it Krang? Yes, in Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Inside of the big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> kind of reminded me of that. Uh, listen, before we move on, I, I'm going to say this. I think I think that the, the key to the malignant, I figured it out finally after all this time just talking here. It really was like James Wan was like, let's throw all the shit I want to do in a movie at a wall. Because <laughs> like, we had like part ninja movie, part slasher, part part. You know his 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 wheelhouse of conjuring and such. Yeah. Part like it, dude. The movie was all over the place. I, I think that's why I didn't like it because, like I said, there was a tale of two movies. There was half the movie I did enjoy because there was a nice little story behind it, and then the other half you're like, what the fuck did that ex- exist for? There's no reason. <laughs> like, there's no reason. Like, this is just this is just a fever dream uh, and and not a good one. Like I was just telling you, I enjoy Mandy because I like that kind of a fever dream. This movie was just like. What the fuck am I watching? <laughs> I remember that was exactly how I reviewed it, too. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. That's how I, I felt know? about it, too. And I get it. And a lot of people feel my way, and a lot of people think it was amazing. But I, once again, to each their own, I'm just not excited to see a sequel. And uh, to use the thing that we say for Diesel all the time in the Three Fat Nerds podcast, I shan't be watching it. <laughs> all right. We did save the best story for last, as usual, here this week. So, and this is... Horizon 607's gift to all of you. This is Netflix's gift to all Ooh, of wait you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are we talking about uh, Cobra Kai season four? Comes out on uh, the 31st. No. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, Stranger Things. Uh, Stranger Things season four. They've moved it up. <gasps> uh, no. Uh, okay. 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 Uh, Red Notice 2 has already been announced. <sighs> that. No, that's not it. I don't need, I didn't, no, I, I, I didn't see right now. It's bigger than all of those oh, things. Okay, hold on. You combine, you, if you crack them open like eggs and put them in a dish, a bowl, and you mix them I, all up. I it, got it. It's I got bigger it. than that. Netflix bought Disney. It would be even bigger than that story. This is the biggest now, news that we could possibly come up with. Now I'm perplexed. Yes. The new Texas Chainsaw Massacre will hit Netflix on February 18th. Literally, the news. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Uh well, on the opposite of the shan't be watching for um Malignant, <laughs> we will be watching this. Oh, and, yeah. and I can promise you we will be reviewing it the week after it comes out. Yeah. On this show. So just so you guys know. Uh I just keep trying to tell myself it can't possibly be worse than like next generation. Well, or... there's there's two things that I need the people at home to remember. We don't always pick the good movies to review on purpose, okay? Like, like it is nice to go back in time and watch some older films, and some of those are even hit or miss. But it's nice to go back and pick and choose what we want to watch. It's nice, but we have to be honest. And we 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 have to do like newer movies now that things are coming out. Uh, I.e., good time to announce this starting the week of Christmas, whenever we record, because I can't tell you. Uh, because we're going to be doing some interesting stuff because, you know, usually we have a break, but we're not going to be taking a break on you folks this year. So uh, because we're going to record and put them out. So starting the week of Christmas, we are going to be going into the screen movies because obviously on January 14th, the day before my birthday. Yes. This is my birthday gift. Scream 2022 comes out. You keep correcting me. It's not Scream 5. It's, it's not Scream 5. So what we're doing is starting the week the, starting the week of Christmas. So when you're traveling to Christmas or when you're tired of your family, you will be listening to Horizon 607 because we'll be put, putting it out there. We will be starting there and reviewing the original Scream. We're going to rewatch it and, and review it. And then the following week, Scream 2. The following week, Scream 3. The following week, Scream 4. Right up until the week that it comes out. And then we will be reviewing Scream 5. Or Scream 2022. Sorry. Yes, it is not Scream Sorry. 5. 
But uh, just so you guys know, usually that around that time, you guys know that uh, for Christmas time, because Mike does go out of town for family, we usually take a couple weeks off. But instead, we're just going to record the two episodes with those, tri- uh, the, just giving you a peek behind the curtain with those reviews. So you're going to get Scream 1 and Scream 2, and then we'll be back for the rest of them. Eh, but anyways, that's what we're trying to do now that the world's opening back up and start watching some newer stuff. And yeah, that means Texas Chainsaw. Now, if it was in the theaters, if I would go on a... Uh, well, I have the unlimited pass, so I would go see it. Because I pay $23 a month to see movies. Which, yeah. Whatever. But if I didn't have the unlimited pass, the only way I would go see it in the theater is if it was on $6 day, which is Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. So because it's on Netflix, I feel a little better because I have Netflix. So I can just turn it on and go, here we go. Because let's be honest, this movie has had so much problems. There's no way it could be great. I'm I, sorry. There's I would love to be pleasantly surprised, but I'm with you on this. I just... There's so many. What we we went through. What, <laughs> there hasn't three even been any promotion for it. Think about it, what we went through. What three sets of directors? Two that I know of. I thought there was somebody attached originally. There was like brothers or something. Yeah, and then there was and then there was the original directors, which then quit. Those are the ones I'm talking. I think oh, I, I don't. No, know. I get that, that confused because I think there was somebody. There was as many directors as there are storylines in the series. No, confusing. No, I, I'm wrong. It was only two sets because uh, the original. We originally thought that, and it was kind of originally like hinted that not only was he going to produce it, but Fetty Alvarez was going to direct it. And then we got the two brothers, and then they quit. Yeah, they literally fucking quit. They a just week said, into filming, yeah, a week into filming, or two quit. weeks into filming. Yeah, right. I think it was a week. They, 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 they shot stuff and yeah. quit. And then he hired a replacement director, but it took like a month before they rehired a replacement director. Yeah. And then the pandemic happened. And then like it went off from there. And then when they came back, I there is rumors that, that the guy didn't even come back to direct and Fetty Alvarez finished up the shooting. Like there's a lot of rumors around this movie that are just weird. Didn't they film this in Bulgaria or Morocco yeah, or something? it was some crazy shit. Why is this not filmed in Texas? I mean, anywhere in the States, there, you know, that looks like Texas even. You, uh. you're, Jesus. Oh, my God. And I mean, then, uh, of course, there was all that, you know, they had all that uh, Jane Levy and the Fetty Alvarez stuff that went down in between all of this. Yeah. Where like yeah, Fetty Alvarez went from like batting a thousand to like came down a couple notches here. It was, it's, the last it's, been, couple of- it's been a crazy ride over the last year. And, you know, we've talked about it on, on Horror Zone. So it's like, I don't know where I feel where this movie's going to land. I don't know if it's going to be. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you got me. You got me. I, I I don't know. You know, maybe maybe it will end up being pleasantly surprised, like I said, but I somehow have a feeling this is going to be the bottom of the barrel for Texas Chainsaw movies. But you know what? We'll promise you one thing. We're going to be reviewing, watching it and reviewing <laughs> it for you on this show after it comes out. So there you go. You guys already uh, know what's going on. You found out about the Scream stuff, so that announcement's out there. So we got a lot of things going on. But... It is that time of the show where I tell you how to get a hold of us. And, of course, you know that that's on social media. We're on Facebook, HorrorZone607. Like and share that page. We're also on Twitter and Instagram, at HorrorZone607. Remember, when you're on our social medias to talk about the show, hashtag HZ607. All information about the show, including everything we got on, is at 8122productions.com. The link to the T Public store is there, where there's got some sweet gear, including Horizon 607 stuff. And there's a Three Fat Nerds uh, ugly Christmas sweater-inspired shirt there, Merry Nerdmas, up on the store right now that you can grab. And more more to come out in the next coming weeks. Of course, also uh, at that link, you'll find out about twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Check that out. Eventually, we will be doing a horror movie night. Uh, of course, we do the wrestling show, 607TWS, every week, every Monday night. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on twitch.tv slash 67 podcast. Uh, we'll also be doing NXT TakeOver War Games this Sunday. Uh, as Ken M would say, War Games! 
Uh, we'll be doing that live there as well. Uh, and of course, uh, all sorts of links, including patreon.com slash 8122productions. I mentioned it earlier. A little is $1 a month to get a ton of extra bonus content, plus you help us out. And if you forget any of those links, they are in the liner notes to this podcast. And with that being said, Mike C., I do believe we have a Horror Zone movie question. That's right. It's that time of the week. And this week's question, now, again, we announced that in the second half of the show, we're going to be reviewing the 2012 quote-unquote remake of Silent Night, Deadly Night, called Silent Night. And so I wanted to come up with a trivia question that would kind of go along with this. Uh, So the question is, this movie, Silent Night, is the third remake that Jamie King has starred in. She stars as Officer Aubrey Bradmore. This is the third remake that she has starred in. Name the other two. One more time, this is the third remake that Jamie King has starred in. Name the other two. The answer, coming up right after the break. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Tuffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to Rich and Mike on the Horror Zone 607 Podcast. Welcome back to the zone. That is Bad Religion singing the Immortal Christmas classic, White Christmas. It was either that or Bing Crosby. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't play Silent Night. I should have. Like a rock version of it, a death metal version of Silent Night. I should have found it, but I didn't. That's okay. I I, I like Bad Religion more. (laughs) And I already blew the load on King Diamond in the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, you did. I mean, you don't really top that. I got some other ones for the next couple weeks. We got a couple weeks of, of, of holiday movies before we get into the Scream right. franchise. But before we go any further and we get into the review this week, I do we do have to give the answer. So, Horror Zone right. Movie Quiz. The, this is the third remake. Silent Night, which we're about to review, is the third remake Jamie King has starred in. Name the other two. Okay, so I know for sure that the one is My Bloody Valentine 3D. That is correct. The other one, which I might be wrong on, I'm just going to guess because I can't remember if it's a remake or not, but I think it is. was Mother's Day. That is correct. Fuck yeah, I got it right. Yes. Like, I, I, I was drawing when we were going into it. I couldn't remember if Mother's Day was a remake or not for some reason. And I'm like, I think it is. But I knew it, she was definitely in My Bloody Valentine 3D. Yes. Yeah, you were correct with both. Uh, Mother's Day, I've never seen the original. I have seen the remake. The original one, I've heard it's not great. But they were actually filming that at the same time in the same town as Friday the 13th. Really? Yeah, it was filmed in Blairstown. That's pretty awesome. So, yeah, I didn't realize that. My friend actually watched it with his wife, and he got a hold of me. He's like, did you know that that was filmed in Blairstown? I was like, no, how'd you know? He goes, I just recognized like half of the stuff in the movie. 
movie. So, and I looked it up, and sure enough, it was. It was actually filmed. I think it was filmed at the same time or like slightly before, but I think it came out just after. Well, I'm gonna, you know what, we're it looks like watch. such a grimy movie. We're going to have to watch the original just because. We'll yeah. review that in the future because yeah. I'm going to keep it out there. Maybe even we'll review the, the remake even. I don't know. But I, 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 de- I definitely want to check it out. But with that being said, it is the holiday season. And because it's the holiday season, we're going to do, uh, like I said, we, we were talking about it before. Uh, Christmas week, of course, because it's going to have, that's how far we have to go back out for the movies. But we will start our Scream uh, trip going into Scream 2022. But before then, we will be doing some wonderful, wonderful holiday films. And we're going to start this week with the, well, we'll get to it in a minute, what you would consider it. But it's 2012 Silent Night. Yes. Uh, this movie was released on November 30th, 2012 with a 94-minute runtime. It was produced by Buffalo Gal Pictures and Media House Capital and distributed by Anchor Bay Films. No surprises there. It was based on Silent Night, Deadly Night by Charles E. Seller Jr. The screenplay was done by Jason Rothwell and the movie was directed by Stephen C. Miller, produced by Shira K., Phyllis Lang, Richard uh, Saperstein, and Brian Ritten. Starring Malcolm McDowell, Jamie King, Donnell Logue, Ellen Wong, Brendan Fair, and so many more. And uh, this movie does not have the budget listed on uh, Wikipedia because it technically it only was in the box office. It was a small theatrical release, so it wasn't there long. But do you know what the box office was for a small? Because you're looking at it on Wikipedia. Yes, I just happen to have that right in front of me here. $114,633. Yeah. So we and it was a direct-to-video. Yeah, it was, yeah. You know, so I think that's pretty good for a By the way, it was released release. on DVD and Blu-ray on December 4th of 2012, yeah. just so you know. Uh, this is a uh, slasher film that is supposed to be... A remake slash reboot of Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yes, that's correct. But there's very few things, with the exception of a couple fanfare things. Yes. uh, Which we'll talk about in a minute, that make this anything. It's basically its own story. And you just told me an interesting fact, that this was based on a true story? Yeah, that's what Wikipedia says. It's actually... um Based on something known as the Covina Massacre, Christmas Eve 2008, a 45-year-old man named Bruce Jeffrey Pardo killed nine people by gunshot wounds or in an arson fire at a holiday party. He wore a Santa suit during the massacre, and um, yeah, that's... It's intriguing. So it's a little bit true crime and inspired by a true story and a little bit remake reboots. Maybe that's what the difference is. He looks like Troy Aikman. He does. He looks like if Troy Aikman let himself go. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways... uh, with that being said, we're going to do our normal horror zone. We're not going to take you through the entire movie. We're just going to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly, if you will. And, you know, we always like to, we always like to start, end on the positive note. So we're going to start with the negatives of good old Silent Night. Uh, and I, I'll start. Why not? Uh, some of the negatives of this movie, there was some acting inconsistencies. Yeah. Uh, n- nothing horrible. Nothing that made me go, this ruined the movie for me. But uh, first of all, we you are there, this takes place in the Midwest. Yes. Malcolm McDowell still has a British accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got He's one, voice and one voice. He just town. doesn't care. He is the sheriff of the town, and he has got the British accent. I just got to say, have you ever seen a worse sheriff? <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude. I don't just mean his acting. I mean, like, just if this was a real guy, could there possibly be a worse sheriff? I just want to point out also, he looks like he came fresh off of Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 to this movie, yeah, which was around the same time. And if you think about it, he looks, he just looks like he's playing Dr. Loomis in yeah, the sheriff's game. I'm surprised he's not Sheriff Loomis. Oh my God, it was crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love, like at the beginning, you know, uh, 
Aubrey Bradmore, played by Jamie King, you know, you, you know that something happened. I believe her husband was killed. Something happened. I I, I watched it again her, last yeah, night. Her husband, and I, her, her I husband was wrapping died. presents at the same time, so I wasn't paying attention. I've seen the movie three or four times, but her husband has died. Um, she's trying to spend time with her mom and dad, and it's you know it's a rough time for her. But she's going through some stuff, and she wants to take the day off. And he calls her up. He's like, "Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be coming to work, right?" She's like, well, you know, I really don't think, you know, I got a lot going on this time of year. He's like, okay, we'll see you later. Well, yeah, <laughs> just hangs he, up on her. The other deputy didn't show up. Yeah. Which in the opening scene of this movie, oh, what we, we find out scene. that, well, later on you find out that the deputy is dead in the basement of a house because <laughs> yeah. he is the first victim in this movie. Yes. So, like, it's it's kind of intriguing there. But uh, so going back into my negatives before I go, before I kick it over to you. Uh, I I did enjoy that. I didn't. I I, I, did, I did not enjoy some of the acting. Like it wasn't horror. Like there was. It wasn't enough to make me go. Oh, this movie's the shits. But it was also like. Ah, uh, there's a couple times where you're like that was a bad choice. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I really didn't like, and I gotta get, then I'm gonna kick it over to you. I didn't like all the shitty red herrings. They did a horrible job with that. Like they were trying to like out M Night Shyamalan this fucking movie, man. And we'll get to yeah. the twist because I did like the twist a little bit. I did. Although it's on that borderline, so I'm not going to count it as a negative, but it's going to be towards the front of my positives when I talk to you, unless you have it as a negative, which I could agree with. But like this whole time, you have fucking red herring after red herring after red herring for no reason. You didn't even need them. At the end of the movie, the quote unquote twist isn't really a quote unquote twist. It's just none of the fucking red herrings, the 50 million that you show. Right. Like, there's one. Like, I noticed it last night. She's sitting in her car after all this stuff is going down, and some younger guy that looks like he maybe went to school with her walks up to the car and says, I heard that somebody died. Oh. I didn't hear about that. Oh. Okay. And he just walks away. Like, what was the point of that guy? Even better. The guy that's like... It might have been like a former romantic interest or... You know, the, 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 you don't know the, the Jeffrey guy, the, the one that they like really think it is, the one that's like the Santa Claus who hates Christmas. Oh yeah, like, well, which one? Yeah, uh, no, but it's he's the Donald one that, Logue or yeah, th- that's the one. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, Jim Epstein. Yeah, Jim Epstein. That's what <laughs> you know about Jeffrey because I think it Epstein. <laughs> right. Oh so yeah. So anyways, yeah, yeah. So anyways, uh, he is the one that they really focus on. Him and Stein Carson. And he's a horrible human being. Oh yeah, like he's despisable. But then he tries to be the fucking hero in the movie in the third act. And I'm like, that is uncharacteristic. That is weird. I didn't weird. see it that way. He wasn't trying to be a hero. He was just being a belligerent jerk. <laughs> yeah, but he literally <laughs> he tries. makes Santa Claus he, mad. And he really tries to fight the killer. Well, yeah. But why would he? He thinks he's a cop. But he's a dick. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, the whole movie, you don't like him. Like, he should have just left. Because I don't even know if he was going to die. <laughs> I don't, no, he was just going to let him out. Because think about it. Until he punches him, he doesn't... He doesn't he wasn't going to kill him. Yeah. Because he, he opened has up his, his cell and let him out. And then he punched him and then he's like, naughty. <laughs> not nice. No, oh, yeah, it was not nice. Sorry. <laughs> not nice. You know what it should have been? It should have been punish. Yes. It That's what been he should have said. I mean, so there's that. Uh, throw it over to you for some negatives. You know, honestly, I, I agree with some of that. Some of the acting is bad. Malcolm McDowell is like the cheese of this movie. Like he's like, if you were going to get a cheese pizza and somebody orders extra cheese, he's the extra cheese on this pizza. Just ridiculous. But he says something. He's just he's he's the worst sheriff ever. I was waiting for him to be like Michael. Yeah, I know. Did Michael Myers kill the game? And again, I don't mean it by his acting. I mean like as a human being, this guy would be like the worst sheriff in the history of all sheriffs. He's just terrible. I was waiting to see if he was going to get blown by the mayor's daughter. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, the guy that was the priest, like, I don't know that clearly was thrown in there Dude. as just like extra. And he, the rapey vibes. Yeah, I know, but he was so 
just slimy. Why, why is it? Why is was it that everybody in this movie was so slimy and unlike? I know he was very very slimy that that priest and uh, I don't know I, I don't know that that added anything to the movie and it was uh, very very it was, poorly it was acted. Weird, yeah. He was I didn't like him at all. That guy was terrible. Um, to me, the twist at the end of it, the actual ending of this movie. Spoiler alert: You find out. Kind of, anyway. I mean, you you find out who is doing this and why. To me, this would have been... If you had taken the Black Christmas treatment from the original Black Christmas and just left it ambiguous, it would have been way better and way more scary. Here's why. Because I'm just going to explain it. Because I think I'm... I was on the fence because, like... My problem with it is you can't even call it a twist. And the reason I say you can't call it a twist is because you never introduce this character. Yeah. So, after... at, At the end of the movie, after they stop the Santa Claus... You know, it's there's a fire in the station, whatever. You know, whatever. They stop the Santa Claus killer. Then we get this, and they, they're outside, the two girls, they're outside. Everything's fine. Everything's safe. We all of a sudden get a flashback. A flashback to years ago where this guy, who we heard a story about briefly earlier in the movie, uh, a guy who lost his mind because his wife left him, and he fucking went to the police station with a flamethrower dressed in a Santa Claus getup, and he fucking flamethrows his wife. Now we find out at the end of the movie, they show it a little further out, that his child was in the car watching his mother be flamethrown. And then the one deputy's father, who was the former sheriff, who... Yeah, Jamie King's dad. Yeah. He was the one that was there and shot the, the, the guy. But when he shot him, it ruptured his fucking backpack with the fluid in it. And it lit him up like a Christmas tree. So both, his, both this kid's mother and father die in the like on the side of the road by fire and then we see the dude in his car oh no we see him first because he pulls down the visor with just massive burns on the side of his face from obviously the the fucking police station but he's still alive and they puts it back up and that's the movie fun fact about that the guy that's the santa claus killer the whole movie the guy that you see there that's like having this reminiscent you know this whatever it's not him it's the same guy that he played his father too it was the same oh, guy it was the same guy yeah same oh. guy played both characters so it's weird man and if you had that many much burns on your face there's no way you're just driving a car and getting out of town nice and calm and dude dude like like you'd have to have massive skin grafts and shit oh yeah that would be horrible but anyways i digress that's bringing logic but yeah it's not a twist because we don't know about this guy right like, we hear the story of his it father shows briefly a, yeah i wouldn't call it a twist i'd just say you you finally see his story, like why he's why he did what he did, agree. But once again, and I don't like why, that. I don't. I, like, I that's like why I didn't like it either. That's my point because it and it was brought about as a twist, and I'm like, yeah, but it's not. If because you take never, that scene out of it, and he's just gone, you see the mask on the floor, and he's gone. Scarier, scarier. I, movie. I agree with you. It, you know what else? It reminds me of like we talked about in the break. It reminds me of Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, though. Like they always like the twist. You see Roy briefly yeah. one time. You don't know the connection until after it's all said and done. <laughs> I know. So it's not really a twist. And you only, only know the connection because he's got a picture of himself in yeah, his wallet. There's only there's only a twist. There's only a twist because he it's not Jason. Right. It's him dressed as Jason. That's the only real twist. Because the motive has to be made up after the fact because they never gave us any clues other than when he stares at the camera uncomfortably for a second right. when he's picking up the body or when he when he picks up the other body, he's like, huh, got another one. <laughs> Like, there's only two times he's on the screen you're talking prior to, me? to that. You're, oh, you're talking to me? I thought you was talking to me. Yeah. You must be talking to me because I'm the only one here. <laughs> anyways, but anyways, I digress. Let's go back to Silent Night. Uh, you got any other negatives before we move on to the positives? Not really. Not really. They're good. Because I have a lot of positives, too, and I'm so sure. Do I. And I'm going to start right off because I know we're going to both want to talk about this. The fucking kills in this movie. <laughs> that was first thing on my phenomenal. mind. Phenomenal. 
Like this movie has some of the best kills ever. Even a couple of the lame duck kills are still pretty good. But I think my favorite is got to be the axe to the head. Oh when my that head God. splits open and it's graphic. That was as straight shit. out of Hatchet, dude. How great was that? <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, we got a guy who gets electrocuted in electric chair fashion. You have later on, you find out that his female, who is cheating on her husband with this deputy, you find out that she just got cut up to shit. Like yeah. her hands in the drawer with a phone, her torso, her heads in a different place. Yeah, he dismembers he just, her. He just dismembers her. Uh, we get the we get the throwback to the original. With the uh, the girl, the the mayor's the daughter, the, she's on the antlers. Her boyfriend though gets the worst of it. He gets knocked to the ground. He gets to hatch it to the back. When he goes to the ground, he literally he literally axes he shoves the axe in his head, but it splits open like a fucking wad. But it is disgusting. It's great. What about the one thing with slasher movies? For the most part, there's been a few exceptions, but what is the one thing you don't? Do in a slasher movie. You don't kill children. You don't kill kids. But we got a fourteen. You don't kill kids girl. on Christmas. We got a fourteen-year-old girl who was she fourteen? She, she was about I think, eleven or twelve. I think 12. that's what they said in the thing. But she was four. She was supposed to be fourteen, I guess. Like in the script, foul mouth little brat. She's fucking. Her mom has got something wrong with her. She's trying to take her pills. The kid smacks the pills out of her hands. Like you need to work. She's take like, me those? to the mall. She goes. She goes. But I need those pills to make me better. She's like, I need to feel better too. You need to take me to the mall. Yeah. And then she answers the door, <laughs> and the fucking Santa Claus is there and he fucking hits her with a he hits her with a cattle prod and then shoves a fucking poker through her face yeah it is amazing and i'm like they went there he skewers her (laughs) but but i want to throw it out there there ain't a person alive who did not watch that little that girl die that was like she didn't deserve it she deserved it the the story of this is the great part of the kills is everybody technically deserves the kill they're getting right the one thing maybe you can kind of let me know and we'll get back to the kills in a second because there's a great one with a uh, wood chipper Uh, (laughs) at a christmas tree farm but um they, you, you come to find out that everybody that he's going after received a little present from him, a little box. Yes, we find that out late. It's got a lump of coal in it. So you find out that he's marking his victims. Why was he there at that house? Like, what was the story? Did they explain anything as to why? I don't know, because I don't get it. Because that one I don't. Because here's the that thing. That one didn't make any sense to me. I understand why he's targeting the police. He's targeting the police because he blames them for his father's murder. Right. In, in particular, the, the officer, the sheriff, who we're going to get to later, the father of Jamie King, her, he's the one that actually killed him. So he's blaming the police. So he is targeting police. Right. And then he also seems to be targeting other scumbags. Like, I think it just worked out. The reason he dismembers that lady is because she was having an affair. Yeah. With the, the deputy. Well, I don't Carson think Carson Stein got one. He didn't kill him, but. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he didn't. He didn't have a, you know, the <laughs> he didn't get a chance. Uh, but like, as far as like the the porno place, I think because he must have known about the where they're doing the pornos in the hotel. I think he knew about that, so I think that's why he murdered them. Yeah. Uh, the mayor's daughter. I think the mayor was a subset of the police. Yeah. And his daughter was obviously. And this is not. Where, he, she was not nice, if you will. Right. I mean, and there's there's plot holes because of that stuff, which goes but, back to a and negative. In the, the preacher. I, yeah, the preacher, I mean, the preacher, obviously, he deserved it. Oh, yeah. So it looked like he was killing people for a reason. So but, I'm assuming maybe he witnessed that little girl be evil. Not not in that scene that we saw, but maybe out... Because obviously, that little girl's probably nasty to her mother the whole time. Right. Maybe she was in the store, and the guy was there. He saw it, and he That's was like... That's what I'm wondering. If I'm maybe there's a whole you. slew of deleted scenes that explain more of this stuff. I, I kind of wonder if this movie was a half hour longer. You know what? The plot holes could be a negative, definitely. But you know what? I just assumed everybody he was killing was 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 naughty. Right. And he was, you know, Santa. You know, if you're naughty, you get a lump of coal and in his case you get a lump of coal and you die yeah 
you know, and it is what it is. It's, it doesn't take away from that it's a fun movie with great kills. Dude, going Wood back chipper. to that, the mo yeah, so let's go to the motel scene because that's where that's, that's where it starts. First of, all, first of all, that's where we find out how naughty the mayor's daughter really is because she's in there she's, doing a nude porn shoe. Yes. And then she leaves, and after she leaves, the Santa Claus killer shows up. Yeah. And uh, he disposes of, of one pretty quickly, and then the, the one Goldie. chick runs in the one chick runs into the bathroom, and then the photographer does not have time before he eats a fucking axe, or not an axe, uh, a sickle. A, no, it was a scythe. Something like up, that. It, up into his taint, yeah. pretty much, into his groin area. And then the girls try to like escape out the fucking window. Of the bathroom. And here's the thing that got me with that. He gets her, he's got her down, and he puts a shower, like the, the liner of a shower curtain over her head, and he's trying to suffocate her. I thought that was going to be it. And then the guy who he thought he killed with a groin <laughs> shot shoots through the shoots wall. Shoots through the wall. So he goes out there and kills that guy off. Yeah, and she gets and out the, the window. she gets out the window, but then he comes back. She falls off, but thankfully she falls into some garbage bags. But then by the time she gets up, he's down there. So he starts chasing her, and they go into the tree farm. And then we get a great sequence because he throws an axe. It takes off her fucking leg. <laughs> Picks her up, and there's, of course, a wood chipper at this tree farm, and he feeds her feet first through the fucking uh, chipper. It was almost going too far with that scene. <laughs> I don't know. I still think that the that was, an overkill. was the worst. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was disgusting. Hers it was an great. overkill, oh, though. Definitely. It was crazy. But, holy Lord. But, you know, the kills are great. You know, we're, we're spoiling all the kills and all the fun here. Dude, It's it, but, I mean, that's what we do here in this review. Sorry. You know, there was, there was more... Than one homage to Silent Night, Deadly Night. We, you know, we talked about the antler kill. What about the deputy? <laughs> Malcolm McDowell tells him the guy's drunk. He's hung over all day. He's like, "I'm going to go home. Take out the garbage." He's yes, walking outside. Out garbage. It garbage day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He throws the line in there. Actually, then there's Silent Night, Deadly Night too. That it's well, an homage right. to. But. He, 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 they throw that line in there. We get the for no reason at all. The hospital scene with the old man and the kid that we find out later on tries to steal his grandpa's money. Oh and yeah. He does the dialogue from the original. Yeah. For no reason except for just to throw it in there. Uh, I'm not mad about it, but that's the only reason for it. Yeah. Uh, what else was there? The, the, the homage, of course, the antler kill yeah. homage to that, which it did look really cool with the way they did it. They did the, the kill effects were great in this oh, movie. Yeah. I got to be honest. Uh, I'm trying to think like like overall, that's what makes the movie though. This movie is really just the kills, and it's great, and it's got it's got great suspense, but it's got the atmosphere. Yeah, the movie was it was the sets were great, the colors that they use and everything were great, and, and I love it, how they explain not being able to find them because there's this hot. Fucking Santa convention in this little town. Yeah. So there's literally, literally hundreds of Santas wandering around. So it would be hard to find this guy. Right. Plus, he could just take a mask off and blend right in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's not, well after he gets burnt, not so much. And that's something else I do want to talk about here is how great does the killer look? What a creepy looking. And we get to see him build his mask. Yeah. He cuts the bottom part of one of those plastic masks that make the torture your, your looks, and he puts a fucking Santa beard on it. And yeah. We get to see it in the beginning of the movie. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I dug it. Started out like the stepfather a little bit. Yeah. Kind of I dug like. the open. Oh, I, I did too. The open. But how creepy looking. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Great look for oh, a killer yeah. Santa. Way better than the original. I I, I want to point out, I, I like this movie way more than the original. The only thing, I am not a the fan only thing I have to question, the only thing I have to question is in the wood chipper kill. He gets drenched in blood. And then yeah, it's fine. Then it's gone. It's gone. How did he get all the blood out? Maybe he had more than one mask that he made. Well, it's all over his outfit. He must have had multiple outfits then. Because, dude, he <laughs> well, gets... Was dude, it was great, though. It gets drenched. Like you said, yeah. it's a little bit of overkill, but it's yeah. great. He's drenched in blood. Because they do a camera angle from inside the wood yeah. chipper. 
I want to point out that girl looks like somebody I dated years Dude, ago. I just want to point out how great is it that whoever the cinematographer of this movie, amazing, literally has a camera shot coming out of the wood chipper. So you see him pushing her and just blood going everywhere. <laughs> it was I dude, the kills in this movie are fucking phenomenal. They really I just are. I want to throw that out there. This movie, front to back, has probably the best set of kills, maybe of all time. There, I gotta there's talk to only them. a couple. Maybe a couple others. I gotta, I gotta get a hold of the maestro. He finally saw this last night. He watched it with his girlfriend, and I haven't talked to him yet today to see what he thought about it. I know he's gonna love this movie, dude. The he kills loves are a good phenomenal. Slasher. The kill, like this movie, like seriously. Listen, there's usually a couple lame duck kills in a movie. This movie really doesn't have one. Yeah, like really doesn't because even in the off-screen kills, you end up seeing the aftermath and is vicious because like the father, the former sheriff, yeah, the father of Jamie King, he is disemboweled. Yeah. In a chair. So he got a she foot long got, yeah. hole in his yeah, stomach. Yeah, dude, dude. And she finds him like that. Yeah. So, like, we didn't see him get killed, but the aftermath, whatever. Right. And then he leaves the mother alive because the mother didn't do anything. Yeah. I thought that was kind of, once again, it kind of went, there was a logic to his killings. Like, he was only killing people who were bad. Yeah. Or, you know, like, even like I said, he wasn't going to kill that Santa until the guy punched him. Right. Then he was like, ah, nice. Right. He should have said punish. It would have been better. Nice. The only line he says in the whole movie. That's the only line. But it's great. I, once again, uh, he breaks out the flamethrower in the police station. That's how Malcolm McDowell eats it. Yeah. <laughs> I still think that he could have survived. He just had like a little bit. Well, you know what the worst part about it is? I think that's because he probably didn't want to wear that much. Like that's probably the probably. lamest effect. And I bet you they had a better effect plan. And of course, Malcolm being Malcolm. Listen, yeah. as somebody who has had been graced with the presence of Malcolm McDowell once, <laughs> I, you know, he gave me a nod. Yeah, you got at least that. Yeah, I got a nod. He looked up at the ceiling when I came in front of him. Ugh, good oh, lord! Is there something up there? What's going on? I don't see this guy. I, I, I wish I could tell. I wish I could tell the story, but I cannot turn out our good friend. And I'm not even going to name his name because oh, yeah. I don't want to tell that story. So sorry, yeah. guys. One day down the line, maybe I'll tell it on Patreon someday because at least <laughs> I get paid for it. And there's not there's not a ton of people, or maybe it'll drive you guys to go to Patreon. I don't know because <laughs> it's a good story. I just don't want to throw the guy under the bus, and he is a famous person. Yes. So. Um. Anyway, friend of the show. Yes, very good friend of the show. But uh, yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, uh, I love this. So at the end of the day, we're going to get ready to give our reviews. But as you know, we go around the interwebs to talk about what everybody else gave this movie. And let's go around that, should we? Let's do it. IMDb out of 10 gave it 5.2. Letterboxd out of 5 gave it a 2.6. Rotten Tomatoes at a 64%. And Google users, 72% liked this movie. And I, I count myself amongst them. All right. So with that being said, I usually let you go last. So I'll go first with my score. Um, I had a hard time why, how I wanted to score this film. Because on one hand, I'm like, the fucking kills are phenomenal. And it makes me want to give it this really high grade because of it. But on the other hand, the story is really kind of simplistic. And like you said, there's plot holes you could drive trucks through. But entertainment value has to speak for something. Kills have to speak for something. So I was on a fence between two scores. And I'm going to split the difference just because I don't know if I feel comfortable giving it the higher. And I definitely don't feel comfortable because I think it should get a real good score. So I'm going to give it six and a half out of ten. Okay. Because I, I really would like to give it a seven just on the kills alone. If we were just talking about movies with kills, this movie with kills, I'm talking the kills alone are nine. Right. Like if we're just talking kills, if you were just like, okay, one of the, I, I, I'm telling you, this is easily in my top ten, top five even, greatest kills movies of all time. Just for kills. Yeah. I would agree with kills that. Kills were phenomenal. I don't think anybody could argue that. 
but you once again as a critic i have to judge it on the score and every like like everything else has got to be coming to play and there are plot holes and there are inconsistencies like you said i drew from it that he was just killing people who were bad i wish we would have gotten to see where he bumped into that little girl so he knew that right because there's no way he was in their house and witnessed what happened yeah so so basically you know we saw that the the audience saw that but he didn't right but there he would have had to send the gift beforehand so that means he knew Right. So he must have, like, I would have liked to see the scene where she maybe was treating her mom like shit at the store. Right. And he saw that and witnessed that. Like, if, if we would have had some extras like that, because there's other people, too, like in the porn guys. Let's see where he bumped into the porn guys. So he knew that they were doing porn and that they deserved to die on his list. Like, I just would have liked to see those parts. The cops, right. I don't need an explanation for. I get it. Like, when the story comes together, you understand why he's killing the cops. Right, right. You know what I mean? And by the way, where was the outrage? When people are outraged about Halloween kills and the, and the, and the, and the, and the firefighters <laughs> getting it, where's the outrage that this movie movie really is a movie where they just kill cops yeah. like there's other people but there's that's a lot of cops in this tale as old as time though you know 2012 nobody cared the whole soft franchise that's it. all they go after 2012 nobody cared nobody cared in 2012. <laughs> that's nobody true cared. uh but i'm just gonna throw that out there so six and a half because I, I i would like as a whole i would like to give the movie a seven but i just i there's just something about those plot holes that make me have to drop it down but i don't want to drop it below a six i think this movie is enjoyable this is a movie that i will watch every year on christmas now just because <laughs> i had seen it way a long time ago and then i rewatched it and i'm like dude the, the kills alone i don't even care and i know there's a kill count on it, so maybe i'll even just watch the kill count because i can just see all the kills <laughs> like it's, it's so good uh, i mean for me uh i mean again despite the plot holes despite some of the bad acting that we get in the movie Again, I mean, I the cinematography is great. Um, the kills, second to none. One of the best movies based on kills, like you said, that that there is, that's out there. Um, this movie has no business being as good as it is being a direct-to-video movie. Good cast, I, I would say. I mean, Donald Logue is really good. Jamie King is good. Malcolm McDowell is a legend. You know, they got a good cast. Um, it, I just... <sighs> The atmosphere is great. The suspense is great. You know, yeah, there's some stuff that's stupid when we really break it down like we are. But these weren't even things that I paid attention to when I watched it. You know, I, I didn't think about these things until now. Um, so to me, this this is something I, I I had DVR'd this off of one of the movie channels a couple of years back. So I had it last year. It was on Voodoo around Christmas time for four ninety nine. So I ended up just buying it. So I do have it. I don't have the DVD. So I don't know if there's any special features. Sometimes when you get a movie on Vudu, there is. I'll have to go back home and I'll have to look and see if there are, just to see if there are deleted scenes. Something tells me the DVD may have them. And if it doesn't, I want to know, because there had to have been other scenes filmed that they removed for this movie. And, um, you know, it may explain these things a little bit more, and maybe it would have made it a better movie. Um, but for me, uh, as usual, you and I are kind of thinking along the same lines here. Uh, I'm actually going to give this movie a very, very solid seven out of ten. I can I can agree with that. I just came down just slightly a bit because it was like I'm tossing it back and forth. Yeah, because like I and said, I see your point with that. You know, I, makes as far sense. as an entertained movie, if we're talking about like the nerd scale and how we just do entertainment on that scale, this is a four out of five all day. This is a just take my money. I would you know owning this movie is not a problem. Adding it to my rotation to watch, not a problem it's worth it but like when i break down and I, i'm being critical of a movie those things that i have to think about afterwards are the things that i have to deduct points for because i have to be fair i can't be like oh this plot hole and 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 halloween kills bothers me but i'm just gonna forget all about this just because the kills were awesome right and i mean kills do in a horror movie kills mean a lot especially yeah. a slasher film yeah like if it's, it's a movie where it's not a slasher then the kills you know or whatever you know like the omen perfect example there doesn't have to be a high body count in the omen you know why because it's not it's not a slasher film right but if i'm watching a slasher film 
I want kills in that fucking movie. I don't. I don't want. I don't want it to be like okay, all the kills are off screen right. or lame as shit because you're gonna get marked off for that. We're looking at you, Grudge. The Grudge, I should say. <laughs> I mean, it does have that one great kill. Yeah, but outside of that, eh. Uh, but you know, I just I digress. I, I just going back to this movie. Like I think, looking at the kills alone, though, I could say this this easily top ten, probably top five kills in a movie of all time. Oh, There's agreed. very few movies if you line up the kills, just the kills. Not plots, not stories, not anything else. If you line up the kills, how they look, the effects, everything, and you put it in there, and all of them, take them all into account. I'm not talking about just one kill. I'm talking about the whole body in a movie. This is it, this is almost as good as it gets. Oh, yeah. Because, like I said, I think there there's no real lame duck kill. And even the ones that are a little lighter aren't that bad. Right. Like, it's. I'm just saying, it, it, and the creative ones are fucking phenomenal. Well, yeah, I mean, even in the opening scene where the where the deputy is getting electrocuted, he looks up and obviously there's some CGI when his Eyes eyeballs explode, explode yeah. but still, I mean... It still looked good. It looked good. It looked good. And on top That's of that, CGI, I, I, really I, thought it was an, I thought it was an interesting kill. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he basically makes his homemade electric chair to electrocute this guy. And at first, you think he's I, just going to kill him. Was it the lights? The string of lights that were electric? Well, no. If you look at his head... It looked oh, like, a, right. like he had a, he had a, hell, like a, hell, a metal helmet on right. with lights around it. Yeah. So it looks like it's just like the lights, but it's not. There's a metal thing. It's a homemade electric chair, pretty much. But you think <laughs> he's going to get the time to do this. The best part is you think he's going to axe him because he grabs the axe first. Yeah. And then he's like, nah, we're just going to electrocute this dude. Yeah. And of course, the floor is wet. We find that out later when they find the body. Yeah. So that didn't help out. And the guy's, na- well, in his box and drawers. Yes. That's all he's wearing. Right. Me on these. Well, maybe me undies. Captain Underpants. You know, but you know, I, I, once again, uh, I thought yeah. this movie was still great. And this I is one. Entertainment wise, like I said, this is a movie. If we're talking on, when we do the Three Fat Nerds, and I know you guys, some of you guys heard that episode if you wanted, to, if you heard the Ghostbusters thing. When we do that, I give a critical score after, but we, the nerd scale has always been based on entertainment. Yeah. So it's not a critical score. So it's how entertained I am. And like I said, I always explain it like the best way to explain it is Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive on the nerd scale is a four. It's a take my money movie. It's a movie you should own and watch all the time. But like, if you give a critical score to Maximum Overdrive, it's a three, and that's being generous. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's being generous. But when you add entertainment value, when it's fucking one of the most entertaining movies of all time, because it's that bad, right? This movie's not bad. This movie has you know good. There's hot plot. This holes, is one I will watch every year at Christmas time. The now. kills in it are amazing. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah. Like, it's it's going to be going down as like before. Like I forgot about watching this movie. Now that I've seen it, it's going down as one of my top Christmas movies yeah, of all time. Absolutely, too. Christmas horror movies. Welcome to the fray, Silent Night. I can't believe this was just straight to DVD. I know. Although I think that that's where the kills prospered. Because they didn't, they didn't go with a shit budget, and they did a real good job. You're right. But if you would have put it in the theater, I bet you they would have axed some of the scenes. They would have axed some of the scenes, and there would have been more CGI because the studio would yeah. have gotten involved more. Because because that the the head split open with the axe. There's no <laughs> way they're letting that go in a theater. No way. Yeah, the only time I've ever seen a kill like that, it was in the Hatchet movies. That's what it reminded right. me of. Right, and once again, those movies weren't really wide-release theater movies either. No, they were all direct-to-video. Exactly. The only other movie I've seen something that brutal was that fucking Wrong Turn movie we watched recently. The oh. last one there. Oh, Remember the fucking log to the face? Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, man. Like, yeah. That movie was terrible, but that kill was great. That uh, was not a good movie. But that kill was great. Yeah, and it, the ter- was. it was terrifying because that dude's still alive. Yeah. After the first hit, he's not dead. It, I, they did a great job with that. Yeah. It's like four whacks to the that. face, and his face is just gone. Ugh. How about how about when he pulls out the brass knucks on the guy in the jail? Oh, that's right. And they say, oh, 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 on him. We're back to bl- the Silent Night here yeah, now. Yeah, but. back to Silent Night. And it's, yeah, it, it, sounds like he's, it sounds like he's smashing a watermelon. <laughs> 
brass knucks with ho 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 written on them. Only in horror movie podcasting and horror movies can you laugh about somebody <laughs> who's getting their face smashed in. Uh, uh, with that being said, though, we want to hear your opinions too. Hit us up on them social medias. We're uh, HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share the page. We're at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag HD607. Please, if you have an opinion, if you think it was we, that we were too kind to it, if it's bad, if you really loved it like we did, let us know because, man, it, I think this is a great movie. If you're looking for a holiday horror movie and you haven't given this a shot, Man, I think we just gave you all the reasons to watch this movie. And it doesn't matter that you know what happens because wait, wait till you see it if you've never seen it. Honestly, wait until you see it. Like us talking about it does it no justice. No, it's, it's because it is brutal and awesome. <laughs> and oh, oh, great slasher movie. Chef's kiss. Very underrated. Wow. Very underrated. Beautiful. But anyways, also, if you want to find out everything going on with 8122 Productions, hit us up at 8122productions.com. Find out more about the Three Fat Nerds podcast, Horror Zone 607, 607TWS, and more. We got a Tee Public store if you would like to support us and buy some awesome merch. I do believe there's a sale going on now. Best time to go is when it's a sale because you get the shirts for 13 bucks. Uh, you know, I don't need you to pay full price. I don't even care about the money. I just think it'd be cool. We got that sweet-ass uh, Horror Zone 607 logo shirt up. I'm working on another Horror Zone design very near to come out i'm working on a new three fat nerds uh design as well that i've been this i've been dying to do this design i'll tell you off air because i want it to be a secret to everybody else but we also do have the three fat nerds ugly christmas sweater uh inspired shirt it's it says merry nerd miss on it so oh, i saw that i think it's a very very I saw nice. a picture of it very somewhere. nice very nice yeah so check that out that's on our t public store link is in the description of this podcast just like every other link also on 8122productions.com of course twitch.tv slash 607 podcast make sure you're tuned into that every monday night myself and ken m from the odph we bring you everything all the talk about pro wrestling on 607 tws 8 p.m eastern standard time every monday night also we if you're hearing this when it comes out uh we were live for nxt at uh, 7 30 p.m eastern standard time takeover war games uh this upcoming sunday so we're recording on a saturday this will be out on uh sunday so if you hear this in time that's what we were doing if not you can go back up and watch the replay if you want uh also of course support the show if you want to do that monetarily as well patreon.com slash 8122 productions for as little as one dollar a month you get a ton of bonus content there's only two, one, two tiers too mike there's a one dollar tier and a three dollar tier the three dollar tier we give shit away and you get some swag during the year whenever we get promotional stuff we, we send it out to you guys plus there's a uh, random giveaways for everybody like we do complete giveaways like i know for christmas you're too late to join for this now but for christmas we gave everybody three fn beanies so yeah. that's 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 a thing. So make sure you guys tune it in. Um, I, I might even make some horror zone beanies for myself and Mike C. I would wear that thing like I was born with it. Separate notice, patreon.com slash 8122productions if you want to do that. If you do want a horror zone beanie, you can always reach out to me. Hit us up on one of the social medias. We can work out a way that you can uh, pay me for it for shipping and stuff. If you're local in the 607, I can even make it so you can pick it up at Dragon Master Games or somewhere else because shout out to Dragon Master Games who provides us with the 8122 production studios. Make sure for all your Magic the Gathering gaming needs, you do that at dragonmastergames.com. Shout outs to them. And uh, you can see all their links and stuff at 8122productions.com as well. Damn. A lot of plugs there, but it's the holiday season. We've uh, not done it in a while. And we want to let you guys know, like, how you can support us, how we can support the, you know, the people who help us out. You know, make sure you're supporting uh, the, the great bands that we uh, have that help us out there. They're all listed on 8122productions.com. Shout out the Robots, Floodlands, uh, Tom Jolu, Second Suitor. Damn the Kid. Damn the Kid. 
the Jasons the from Jasons. West Virginia. We love those guys. And Fuck of course yeah. the Merkins. And of course well, the Merkins. I, I need to add them to the, the that credit too. And then of course the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia. So many more. You know, there's so much such stuff. Check those guys out. You could you could even support them for free. Check out their music on fucking Spotify. They're all on Spotify. They're all on Bandcamp. They're all on YouTube Music. Make sure you're checking those bands out. They're great. Uh, I think I'll probably play some Jasons uh, on the on the outro all even right. for you guys this week. But with that being said, before we get to the outro, Mike C, yeah, take these folks home. Sounds good. Next week, we have decided we are going to be reviewing the 2006 remake of Black Christmas. So that is what we'll be reviewing for the Christmas season next week. That's one movie. You know, we we talk about the original all the time. We've reviewed the original, but we've kind of forgotten about the 2006 remake. Let's, you know, that's the only remake there is, as far as we're concerned. The one from 2019 doesn't even exist. So, so the 2006 remake of Black Christmas coming up next week. We got a lot to say about that. It's going to be a fun show. Of course, we'll be back with all the week's biggest horror movie news. So until then, for Rich, I'm Spooky Mike saying. See ya. Shelly's got a gully masking pimples on his face. Everywhere we go, they keep the drinking in the cave. Shelly's got a wetsuit and he keeps it in the cave. He's down like a staple, but he's grilling all the cave. Shelly's got a wetsuit and he sits in the back. And when he fits the tie, she can see his fucking crack. Shelly's just a chunk of that was high, but was hurt. And if he goes to the gun, like a gun, I want to dance. Shelly's got super brains. All the kids and candies treated and he's totally insane Till he's got super brains All the kids and candies treated and he's mentally insane Shelly's got a gully mask and pimples on his face Everywhere we go they take a trigger to the gate Shelly's got a tie shit he's got it in parade He's doesn't like the paper but he's good on roller skates Shelly's got a rubber band he keeps it in his wallet He's got a fucking apple butter and a half a mullet Shelly's got the jugger that was high from his head And if he goes to the top all the kids are getting treated that he's totally insane Shall he got super brains All the kids are getting treated that he's brutally insane Shall he got super brains All the kids are getting treated that he's totally insane Shall he got super brains All the kids say that he's mentally I don't wanna be a jerk I just want to be like Didn't mean to crash your car And knock down all your bikes I just wanna take a swim But I'm Shit, 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 sh